I plan to take over the world, the world, the world, the world, the world, the world.
Raz, Raz. Yes. Saras. Raz. The first 52. Saras. Raz. Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. The first 52. Angry white guy radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got? Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com.
cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog.
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Well, guys, welcome to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2016. Yes, I am doing a lot better this week than I was last week. I want to thank everybody for the group report over on the uh, on the Jack Blood side of things. Got to have a weekly goat report. <laughs> I feel good, much better than last week, guys. Uh, I was way, 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 way uh, in a weird place last week. I'm glad I did it. I really am glad I did it. it. It got a lot off my chest. I felt much better. Of course, I got off of here and and went out and. Uh, Ended up in a, in a major text fight with my ex, and then, of course, a text fight with my son, because I talked that about his mom. So, that didn't really get me any place good. Oh, well. It's the way life goes. Spent the rest of the week on vacation, enjoying my time with my wife. You know, the kid was already in school. School started two weeks ago here in Florida. So, my I had to take my vacation, you know, that last little bit of vacation I had before the... Uh, the sale of the company finalized, and, and I was on teetering of whether I still had a job or not. So I had to I had to wipe out all my remaining vacation time because I didn't have a job with the company that I had sold. I no longer had a job as of when the new company takes over. I've you know I've gone through the process with the new company. I plan on I plan on uh, on really uh, enjoying working for a new company that that, that that's going to be. More stringent. Maybe do things a little better. Ah, it should be interesting. As long as everything goes well with that one specific thing I had to do on Friday. I don't see why it went, though. I was pretty prepared. <laughs> I'm sure you're all just wondering what I could be talking about. Well, I'm not going to say it. They might be listening for all I know. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, it's Sean Raz. You're listening to First 52. Uh, I really I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tonight. I, I've, I really didn't lock down anything important. I do have an important announcement, maybe about halfway through the show. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. I went to this great restaurant. I, I was really impressed with a, a, a new restaurant. You know, I, I like to talk about things like that. If you're in Indiana area, you can find it. If you're near me here in Florida, you can find it. It's called Scotty's Brewhouse. Food was phenomenal. I've gained probably uh, eight pounds since I spoke to you all last, because I found it after I spoke to you. But oh my God, just such good food! So if you ever see one, make sure you check it out. I just I gotta say that uh, starting off, just because I was so impressed. It, very rarely does a restaurant impress me. So I gotta hands off to Scotty's Brewhouse. They do a great job. I, like I said, though, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tonight. I, I didn't really, I didn't really uh, focus on any one thing. Well, I, I guess we got some some marijuana stuff uh, I want to talk about, especially since it's getting close. We got a lot of states. 
looking for recreational or medical. You know, I hope we can get just aware there is no classification of it and it's treated like alcohol or tobacco. That would be the best situation we can get to. Excuse me. Now, whether we get there or not, I don't know. I, I think we will. I think it's heading that way. I think things are getting better. I think we're we're really moving towards uh, the acceptance of this of this substance. And some of the reasons why may be because of you know situations. You know, they always called it the gateway drug. Now, personally, to me, the gateway drug would have been. I don't know, it's a toss-up between alcohol and tobacco. Because they both were introduced to my life at a very young age. Uh, in, in Not on purpose, necessarily. Uh, but they were both introduced to me very young. Uh, tobacco, I don't know, I guess it was eight or nine, the first time I ever dipped. No, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't smoke it until I was uh, 11 or 12. But I was dipping at eight, nine years old. First alcohol I was introduced to was uh, around the same time. Again, not necessarily on purpose. So so marijuana, I didn't touch until I was 18 years old. First time I ever touched marijuana. I wouldn't even go near it. Wouldn't hang out with people who did it. Uh, some, you know, some life event, events that had happened in my family you know, made me really not want to be near drugs. But I didn't mind drinking. I was ready to drink all the time. Anytime we can get somebody to go buy us some, some beer, some alcohol, we were ready to go. And again, I started smoking regularly uh, by the age of 13, 12, 13 years old. Is when I started smoking regularly. So, weed didn't come into my life. Marijuana, cannabis did not come into my life until way later in life. Way later in life. I'd already been a freaking alcoholic by this point in time. No questions asked. You wonder why I drink so much now. You know, I always tell people when they ask me, oh, you know, what's your heritage? What, where do you come from? What's your family back, background, lineage? Well, I'm Italian, Mexican, and Irish. I may have told you got this, guys this before. I'm Italian, Mexican, and Irish. I'm a drunk that hates myself, basically is what it comes down to. That's why I always try to explain it to people. So my gateway drug was not marijuana. Marijuana did not lead me into into drinking and smoking cigarettes and doing other drugs. Marijuana didn't lead me there. Alcohol, tobacco led me there. So why do I, I talk about the gateway drug and, and where is the gateway drug? Well, what is our current gateway drug? I used to come in here, pull on a syringe and draw it up, shoot up in my feet. I don't have to anymore. So I started using marijuana. Welcome to the beautiful town of Burnham, Maine. Like so much of the U.S., Maine is in the midst of an opioid crisis. Rates of painkiller and heroin abuse are surging, contributing to record-high overdose deaths. For Josh Thornton and many others, addiction started at the doctor's office. We've been out dirt biking. Come around the corner and I caught the edge of a culvert, and uh, the handlebars landed on my hand. The doctors gave me oxycodone, and that's where it started. I go buy pills off the street, and then... Nearly hooked. Josh's life spiraled out of control. He spent days on end shooting up alone until one day he found himself in the emergency room. I had toxic levels of opiates, and they said if I had waited another 12 hours, I'd be dead. I made a decision there, I had to stop. 
Marijuana is the only way that I got clean and could stay clean. All right, now we can go out here and check the plants out. A lot of people say marijuana is not clean, but they've never been addicted to painkillers. The marijuana can ease withdrawal symptoms. That's not all. Studies show that marijuana helps addicts get clean by improving sleep and reducing anxiety. People who use marijuana are also more likely to stay in addiction treatment programs than those who don't. I've been clean for a year now, and uh, well, I'm proud of myself. I couldn't have done it without help. You know, you have to have help. And medical marijuana help. It's time to abandon the myth that cannabis is a gateway to harder drugs. Not only has that theory been debunked, but the very opposite appears to be true. Josh's story proves that marijuana can actually be an anti-gateway drug. Huh. Imagine that. I wonder why they wouldn't want you to know that. Why wouldn't they want you to have marijuana? <laughs> Cannabis, as we shall call it, from further... And it's going to be hard to retrain the brain. Retrain the brain. Yeah, well, gorilla. That's what uh, set me off last week was opiates. That's that's really why I got so upset last week was freaking pain pills, prescription drugs. So if you didn't catch that show, it is up on Raz Radio Live. I've been trying to get them up on there. Uh, you can also find them on iTunes and Stitcher if you're looking for replays. I believe everybody's going to start getting live again after August is over here. And, and you know, speaking of, I know I got a bunch of guys on on uh, that do shows on on uh, MixLR. Listen, do your show on MixLR. But if you're you know not over top of a show I've exist I've currently got existing, I'd love to have you come over to Raz. Uh, all you have to do is send me an email. I've offered it to guys before. I don't ask you to pay me. I don't ask for anything from you. All you got to do is give me content. So keep that in mind because I keep seeing. Shows popping up that are in the daytime when I have nothing live. I'd love to have you guys, you know, pop your show on there. Help you get some uh, notice. Help me get some notice. Helps us all together. So continuing with the pot, pot conversation, the, the cannabis conversation, the, the marijuana conversation. Legalized pot is making Americans lower, America's lower class poorer and less responsible. Now keep in mind when I share things on my Facebook and Twitter... I don't necessarily share them because I agree with them. All right, these are these are thoughts of mine, or these these are things I read that that bring thoughts to my mind that I put there to remind me to do the show, to do on the show. You know, and I'll post a lot and barely touch any of it. That's how I do my show prep. You know, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and and lay out this immaculate you know show that that everything is perfect and and everything will be great. Well, I kind of do it off the you know the, the 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 side of my hip there. I just draw real quick and fire. <laughs> Legalized pot is making America's lower class poorer and less responsible. Less responsible. It's not the fluoride that's making them kind of stupid and less responsible. It's not the the pain pill or pain pills or the the antidepressants that you you put the poor on because they can get them for free through Medicaid and Medicare. It's not that. It's not a it's not the you know just life that that's making them less responsible, right? Right. Pot for the poor. That could be the new slogan of marijuana legalization advocates. In 1996, California became the first state to legalize the use of medical marijuana. There are now 25 states that permit the use of med- of marijuana, including four as well as the District of Columbia that permit it for purely recreational use. 
Colorado and Washington were the first to pass those laws in 2012. At least five states have measures on the ballot this fall that would legalize recreational use. Five states. And that that number is only likely to rise with an all-time high, no pun intended, of 58% of Americans, according to a Gallup poll last year favoring legalization. Now, when we had our vote four years ago, we missed it by point. I think 0.04% because we had, we had to have, oh, I'm on call, so you're going to hear my phone. Sorry, guys. Um, we had to have 60% because it's a constitutional amendment. The effects of these new laws have been immediate. One study which collected data from 2011, 2012, and 2012 to 2013 showed a 22% increase in month, monthly use in Colorado. The percentage of people there who use daily or almost daily also went up. Now, let's look at this figure that they're throwing out here, right? How much of that percentage is of people who are finally admitting that they will smoke marijuana or use marijuana cannabis on a regular basis? Because now it's legal and they don't mind saying it. So that percentage of people, you know, that that 22% increase, I'd probably be willing to guess Let's say 15 to 25 percent of that is people who are willing to admit that they use now or have used or will use or are using. That would be my guess. Now, I don't I don't have a figure, obviously, but I would guess that. So have marijuana related driving fatalities. Now, the caveat to that is currently, and I know they're working on it, currently they can't decide whether or they can't determine if it was marijuana, alcohol, or prescription drugs that caused that accident because the only one that stays in your system for an extended period of time, of course, is marijuana. So if you <clears throat> if you had had something to drink, all right, that's usually out, what, an hour per drink? So let's say you had four drinks and it was... Uh, three hours later so you're going to still be hopefully legally you know able to drive with alcohol in your system now you throw in maybe a pain pill or an antidepressant okay and you have marijuana in your system because you smoked it three days ago or maybe you smoked it yesterday so so you can't relate driving fatalities to marijuana use in that kind of situation i would want to know if there was anything else in that person's system. I would want to know if that person was the receiver of the crash or the crasher. The crashy or the crasher. Which were they? The crashy, the crasher? I want to know. And so have in- incidences of children being hospitalized for actually ingesting edible marijuana products. Well, that just comes down to poor parenting and just stupidity. You shouldn't allow things that look... If, if you've got children, all right, here's my thought on this, right? I like edibles. I enjoy edibles. They're nice. But if you've got children, you cannot have that just laying around. You cannot have things that look like candy just out in the open for a child to see or find because they're going to eat it. It looks like candy. Now, do we need to hospitalize our children for accidental ingesting of uh, marijuana products? No, I would say no. Uh, Unless, the only time I would say that is if they ate maybe like four pounds of gummy bears 
in like three minutes. Maybe, maybe then. Maybe. You get my point, all right? But legalization and our growing culture acceptance of marijuana have disproportionately... Here we go with a spelling or a pronunciation. Oh, shit, I lost it. What did I do? I hit the buttons, too, when I went and smashed down. 25 user words. Hold on. I lost my... Oh, there it is. Okay. Disproportionately affected one group in particular, the lower class. A recent study by Stephen Davenport of RAND. (laughs) we, We love RAND. And Jonathan Culkin of the Carnegie... Mellon notes that despite the popular stereotype of marijuana users as well-off and well-educated, they lag behind national averages on both income and schooling. Hmm. Okay. For instance, people who have a household income of less than 20000 a year compromise 19% of the population, but make up 28% of marijuana users. Uh, Okay. I'm hoping they're growing it because if I was only making twenty grand a year, I wouldn't be using that much marijuana. I'd still be using it here and there, but uh, yeah, you're not going to smoke a lot of weed on twenty grand a year. And even those who earn more than seventy-five thousand make up thirty percent of the population. Twenty-five percent of them are marijuana users. So here we're at fifty-three percent right now of the marijuana users. People making twenty less than twenty thousand. And people earning more than 75000 And we're at 53% of the users. Having more education also seems to make it less likely that you are a user. Well, I know doctors and lawyers and, and uh, important people that use marijuana. So, uh, okay. Maybe it's because your job doesn't allow you to. Maybe because you choose not to because you want to keep yourself clear. But you might use it once a year or twice a year to relax. Who knows? College graduates college graduates make up 27% of the population. But only 19% of... Wait. 25, 27% of the population, but only 19% of marijuana users. Okay. So college graduates make up 27%. But are only 19% users. But people making more than $75,000 a year are 33% of the population, with 25% of them being users. Now, wouldn't you think that you'd have to go to college to make 75000 or more a year? So does any of those numbers really add up in anybody's head as I'm reading them? Or is it just because I'm reading them weird? There'll be a thought. Just a thought. Because, you know, you'd think you'd have to go to college to make more money. I mean, you just think that. I mean, I made pretty good money when I was a restaurant manager, never 75000 But I do know people that are restaurant managers that make more than that, so maybe it's possible. The middle and upper classes have been the ones out there pushing for decriminalization and legalization measures, and they have also tried to demolish the culture taboo against smoking pot. But they themselves have chosen not to partake very much, or they've chosen just not to answer your questions, honestly. I mean... Duh. Which is not surprising. Middle class men and women who have jobs and families know that this is not a habit they want to take up with any regularity because it will interfere with their ability to do their jobs and take care of their families. (laughs) 
Because Reefer Madness told you that. But the people who already have a hard time holding down jobs and taking care of their families are more frequently using a drug that makes it harder for them to focus, to remember things, and to behave responsibly. Now, (laughs) that is just... How broad can you make your brush? Because first of all, marijuana is not a drug. Cannabis is not a drug. If anything, it's a medicine. The new study, which looked at use rates between 1992 and 2013, also found that the intensity of use had increased in this time. The proportion of users who smoke daily or near daily has increased from 1 in 9 to 1 in 3. As Davenport tells me, this dispels the idea that the typical user is someone on weekends who has a casual habit. I love these these hit pieces against marijuana. They make me laugh. They make me giggle. (laughs) Sally Sattel, a a psychiatrist and lecturer at Yale, says that it is ironic that the people lobbying for legalized marijuana access do not appear to be the group that is consuming the bulk of it. That's because they don't want to tell you that they're using it right now or... Or they're very law-abiding people, and they don't want to use it because it's illegal, but they would love to be able to use it. You stupid bitch. Sorry. I don't know, Sally. I apologize, Sally. I don't know you. I shouldn't call you a bitch. But come on. Think about it. There's, there's, there's so many people out there that, that will not share that they use marijuana or that they want to use marijuana or that they have used marijuana because they're afraid of people making judgments on them because it's an illegal drug in most states. But that won't be for long. It's not going to be illegal for long everywhere. In fact, the typical user is much more likely to be someone at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder whose daily life is driven, at least in part, by the question of how and where to get more marijuana. I got an idea. Go to job. You get a good paying job. You can get all the marijuana you want. Just consider the cost. Almost a third of users are spending a tenth of their income on marijuana. And 15% of users spend nearly a quarter of their income to purchase the drug. The poor have not only become the heaviest users, but their use is making them poorer. To all the middle-class professionals out there reading this, do you know anyone who spends a quarter of their income on pot? Of course not. But these are the people our policies and attitudes are affecting. As the author of the study notes, marijuana use today actually more closely resembles tobacco use than alcohol use. Cigarette smoking has completely fallen off among the educated and well-off, while the poor and working class have continued their habits. Even as far back as 2008, a Gallup poll found that the rate of smoking among people making less than 24000 a year was more than double that of those making 90000 or more. But at least the rates have been going down for everyone. Thanks to the culture shift on the acceptability of smoking, awareness campaigns about its danger, and a variety of legal measures regarding smoking in public facilities, smoking in specifically less populated.
popular. Well, smoking is specifically less popular. Sorry, I was trying to be dramatic and I didn't read properly. You could object to some of these public policies on the grounds that the government should mind its own business. But the truth is that Americans across all income are now less likely to suffer from harmful effects of smoking. Maybe the upper class in this country, maybe the upper classes in this country have some romantic notion of what marijuana can do to the mind. Though we once thought cigarettes were terribly classy too. But it is time to get over such silliness and consider the real effects of our attitudes. As Manhattan Institute fellow and psychiatrist Theodore Dialamump says, this is like the 1960s all over again. He tells me, I'm afraid I can hear all the stuff about tune in, drop out, without being infuriated because the people affected really deliriously are people at the bottom. That's what they think of you. You poor, poor saps. You poor people that are just smoking more marijuana because you can shit it out your asshole. I mean, I don't know. They're spending all their money. They're not paying their rent. You know what? They're probably spending all their money on street pills, heroin, meth, cocaine. Most weed smokers and, you know, don't, don't, don't put up their rent money to go get weed. They go knock on their buddy's door. Hey, man, listen, I'm kind of short this week. Can I get a butter? Or, or, hey, man, would you smoke with me tonight? You mind? I mean, I'm out. I just don't have, you know, when I have, I'll hook you up again, man. I promise you. I promise you. You you come over and I'll smoke you when when you don't have any. That's what happens amongst weed smokers. They don't take their rent and go, oh, man, I got to I gotta get a bag of weed, man. I got to get that bag of weed. Uh, uh, fuck it. I'll just use my rent. <laughs> That's not how it goes down. First of all, you don't need, you know, seven, eight, nine, twelve hundred dollars uh, to buy a bag of weed to last you, you know, for, I mean, I, I got a twelve hundred dollar bag of weed would probably last most people about yeah, four weeks. Twelve hundred dollars of cocaine or or pills eh, it might last you a week. What's making people broker? Hmm. I mean, you just got to think about it. Think about it. It all, it all, you know, kind of lays it out itself. Now, I know we talked last week, we played, uh, was it last week or maybe the week before? I think it was last week. <clears throat> the reclassification, how the, the, the government's refusing to, to re, the DEA is refusing to reclassify marijuana, uh, cannabis as a, a Schedule II drug so that we can start actually researching it properly. <clears throat> but we know that there's, we, you know, us crazy guys, us conspiracy people know that there is medical benefits behind cannabis. And maybe, you know, loved ones in our all our lives might still be here if if, if it would have been being if it would have been allowed to be used. It's uh, kill cancer cells? Yes, we know that for for a fact. That's been shown over and over again in laboratories, petri dishes, animals, and increasingly we've started to have generate case reports with real good objective markers. It's just because of the view of cannabis as a Schedule One dangerous substance with no accepted safety for medical use under supervision, which is the official position of the federal government. 
It's a politically unpopular thing to study cannabinoids killing cancer cells in the, in the 70s, and now it continues to be a politically unsupported thing to study cannabis uh, killing cancer cells in the, in the 2010s. And that, that's uh, got to change because there is tremendous potential, and not only that, for palliation for cancer patients too, uh, boosting appetite, re relieving pain, improving mood reducing nausea and vomiting, easing pain. Those are all serious things that cancer patients face and, and other treatments that, they, that, that could help their cancer um, they don't take or are, take less of because of those different symptoms. So supporting, palliating cancer patients and then potentially even helping them fight the cancer, these things are being called for by leading cancer researchers and thankfully now on the cancer.gov National Cancer Institute website. As of the latter part of January of 2016, they have included some of these case report citations and many more details about how cannabis and cannabinoids can help in cancer. I was proud to have been a part of the editorial advisory board to put those revisions in, and I'm hoping that as we gain this knowledge, we'll also gain the courage to, to see where it leads us. I hope we can gain the courage to see where it, where it leads us, and this is why we need to do that. This is why these things need to be allowed to be studied legally without a fear of, of you know, being put in prison for, for looking into could we save more lives. Now, maybe, again, maybe my uncle would still be here if uh, if he was allowed to have used that kind of, of treatment. Now, maybe people in your life would, would still be there. Maybe people in your life would be in a hell of a lot less pain. <clears throat> but that's my man marijuana, uh, cannabis, sorry, cannabis discussion for tonight. We've got some other things up here. I don't think we need to get into it anymore. I think we've pretty much covered both sides of the aisle, <laughs> the craziness and the you know the truth of what's there. So what's my big announcement? If you were on Twitter, you might have saw that I had a big announcement tonight. Well, I've been watching everything going on, all the all the way that this election cycle's moving, and I haven't really discussed much about the elections. You know, do we want to discuss Hillary and and is she sick or you know did. You know, did the FBI find more more emails, or you know, is she really uh, an alien because she looks like one? I mean, if if anybody was to be an alien, you know, that would be her. She would be the alien. I mean, she really would. I don't know what I'm going to do uh, with the election. I watched the Green Party thing last week. I, I, you know, I like some things and I don't like some things. I think the things I don't like. Um, are, 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 we have enough protections in front of us and, and they wouldn't do things around those protections because they, they believe in some of that. So if that makes sense at all, that, that thought process there. So I like Jill, you know, I, I, she's growing on me. Uh, the TPP thing with, with Gary, that's, hmm. That's a hard one, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to look past that. I mean, 100% honest, I, I don't know if I'll be able to look past it. So what do I do? What? Maybe I should just, you know, I, I've been thinking. I've really been thinking hard. Maybe I should just go with what everybody else is doing. You know, maybe, maybe we should make sure that Trump wins. I mean, think of how entertaining the end of the world will be if we get Trump in there. 
I mean, I, that's the way I'm starting to think about it now. Let's just because if we put Hillary, if if Hillary wins, right? Now let's be honest here. If Hillary wins, it's not going to be the end of the country. It's going to be business as usual. The banks and and all those guys will continue to to make money. You know, it's not that's actually be good for them if Hillary gets in there. Now, yeah, we'll we'll suffer a little bit. People, the the smaller people, feel a little more hurt. But I think it'll be more in the middle than 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 the low low end, because you know they're smoking the most marijuana, so they don't really freaking care, right? I mean that's what the story said. So I don't think I don't think Clinton getting in there will be the end of of America. It's kind of like with Jill Stein, you know the 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 really bad things with her she can't really accomplish legally and without a resistance, so it's just continuation of, of Obama Bush is all Clinton will be Obama Bush, Bush, Clinton, Clinton, Bush, Bush, Clinton. Is it, wait, let me think here. Yeah, I think that's right. Bush, Clinton, Bush, 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 Clinton, Obama. Is it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confusing myself now anyway. So I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'll just support Trump. I mean, why not? Maybe I'll just, you know, go with the flow and support Trump. What can I lose? Yeah, I mean, we know the election's rigged and and there's no way in hell Johnson or Stein is going to win. I mean, it's unfortunate that 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 we have to say that and admit that. Maybe you should just maybe we should just play with them. Maybe we should just do what they say. Follow the lead. You know, maybe it's just that time because it'll be a lot more entertaining with with Trump there. I mean, we'll have a lot of fun. We even may uh, feel some some reward from it. We may actually, you know, see some money flow back our way with him in there. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know anymore. I don't even want to think that I want to believe I know. But maybe, you know, maybe we will, you know, the last few years of, of America because I'll tell you what, we won't have any allies or friends if Trump's elected. I mean, that'll be the end of any of that. So what made me decide, and, and you know, I got to give credit where where uh, credit is due, because I know they put it out there to be stolen anyway, but, but Manson from the Bubba Show did a great parody. It made me go, you know what? I want to. I, I want to support Trump now. I just, I, maybe I just should do it. Just the entertainment value of what we're going to see. With this guy as our president, it's it's inevitable that this country is going to fall apart. Let's hurry it up. Let, let's get to it. Let, let's just get to the end already. You know, let, let, let's just let it go. Let it run down that, that street. And, you know, maybe we can rebuild quicker then. Because if he gets in there, it's, it's going to show that there is no two-party. It's going to really open up the truth of, of what that political system is, at least in my mind. So maybe that's what we need to do. Well, I, again, I want to thank uh, Manson for inspiring me. I'm going to play you what he inspired me with, and I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Strong again. And we will make America great again. God bless you. He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary. His wife is so pretty she has realized. He'll build a wall when 
need a fit Hillary is wife is so pretty she has real nice boobies He'll build a wall we need a fit Hillary is wife is so pretty she has real His nice name boobies. is Politicians who don't have any answers The puppet masters and the Wall Street gangsters The rich elites, the bottom feeders And the guys who lobby for the corporate cheaters The Democrats and the Joe the Plumbers And the Bernie Sanders stickers on your bumper All the douchebags, the Congress, the Senate And the media whores and the way that they spin it All you bastards in the left-wing press And the crooked right and the crooked left For the crooked Clintons and Benghazi death Take off that pants and wear a fucking dress I know that when I vote for Trump I'll probably get wood He'll look ISIS and the Muslim Brotherhood If Clinton wins, she'll take your guns So get in the booth and vote for Donald Trump He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty she has real nice boobies He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty she has real nice boobies He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty she has real nice boobies He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty she has real nice boobies He'll take Wall Street bankers, make him walk the plank And his wife's a hottie, that's some sweet poo-dang dang Glowing hair, pouty lips, she'll be the first first lady with some big fake tits I'm sick of Obama, he's a fucking crook And I'm sick of Wall Street bankers getting off the hook I'm sick of both these Clinton scum So get in the booth and vote for Donald Trump We're gonna bring back our country We're gonna start winning again We're gonna win, win, win Trump! He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty, she has real nice boobies He'll build a wall when he defeats Hillary His wife is so pretty, she has real nice boobies Trump! Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com
each other, mothers and brothers, then we blame it on the man, say you gotta do it all for the struggles, I'm asking the G for a better day, to fill the world with peace, no pain for days, shout out to all the lights still shining, cause the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes, let's ride. I mentioned four toad. Sure. Four oh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first fifty-two with Sean Raz, four toad, and Lexi. You know, I, that sounds like shit. What am I? Give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob. Yeah. Doctor Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Hey, this is Steve from the Chocolate Drop, and if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Oh, oh, God. Damn. See how Steve get down, right? Steve's wicked. You <laughs> say you wicked, Steve. I slap you again. Huh? There ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, 
black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> Um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> oh my god! Um, I don't like that. She ate a rubber glove, and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, eleven a.m. Mountain Time, one p.m. Eastern Time. RazRadioLive.com and Salty Talk Radio. We talk about wheat.
you fake it And that missing drug money I know you didn't take it I don't understand why people accuse you of hate I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe I saw nine of y'all against one Beating the brainless That 65 year old woman must have really been dangerous Cleaning up the streets is your top priority You qualify for this Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. All these movements. Not to get deep. All these movies probably started, not even the 60s. All this shit started in 1945. That's when America just fucking lost its mind. It was after that Second World War. Think about it. Because black Americans went off and fought in the war. They went to Europe. They made more money than they ever made in America. They might even got their dick sucked by white women. <laughs> and then they came back to the United States and they looked around and they said, you know what? I don't like the way I'm being treated. same time, all the women in America went into the workforce because all the men were gone. That's when you see that old poster in the 40s with that dyke, like, we can do it. That's where that's from. And these women made money, and then the dudes came back home and started telling these women what to do, and they were like, yo, I'm not feeling you, nigga. <laughs> At the same time, the CIA started experimenting with a drug. In San Francisco, back then, nobody knew about it, called LSD. By 1960, all the white kids in America were like, it works. <laughs> and a new school of thought was unleashed on the American consciousness. People had never even thought like that before, and now they were thinking like that in mass. White kids in mass were like, fuck our parents' plans for us. <laughs> By the time 1960 rolled around, the President of the United States was 42 years old. He was the next best hope. And they blew his brains out in Dallas fucking parade. That's the most gangster shit. There were eight major assassinations in the 60s. Kennedy, Kennedy, X, King, Everett. And then, by the 70s, the white youth culture and the Black Panthers and the black youth culture started to merge. You started to see Timothy Leary meeting Eldridge Cleaver in Africa, not Oakland. And that was the beginning of the 70s, one of the most turbulent decades this nation has ever seen. And I say all that to say this, that in that turbulent historical context, Bill Cosby raped 34 people. No, man, for real, it's not, it's not comfortable like it used to be. I don't know how transgender people beat black people in the discrimination Olympics. If the cops shot this many trannies, you'd be like, it's a goddamn conspiracy. Right. <laughs> 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 niggas gonna stop wearing high heels just to feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> Problem off 
to say. Was my bag on personal matches there, bro? It's too many, man. It was, you know, it's too many. There was one good one in California where the lady got beat up in traffic. You see that shit on YouTube? Yeah. And they beat the shit out of her. You watch the tape and be like, well, what did she do? Turns out she didn't even do anything. But the good news is the city of L.A. decided that the court should award her $1.5 million for pain and suffering. Which, if you know anything about money, is as much Marcos Madonna made to fight Floyd Mayweather the second time. It's pretty good considering this woman never trained a day in her life. See it in the tape, she didn't come to fight. She took too many shots. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com, I hope you're ready. We're going to talk some more stuff. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I told you, I really didn't prepare anything. And I, I, I don't have any thoughts. Of, of what I want to talk about. Well, I, I probably do have a few thoughts. So I went and saw Suicide Squad with Lexi. I didn't know that this song was part of uh, as part of Suicide Squad. It's a good movie. You know, it was entertainment. Like I said, I was on vacation. I had to go do something. I had to have some fun, right? I, I got it. We got. You got to have fun every once in a while. And like I said, I just might give up. I might just give up and just just go with the flow. I might not try to stand up and, and, and stick to my my beliefs and 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 what I think is right. I just might do what everybody says it's I should do. I, I don't know. What do you think? You think that'd be good? Maybe it's what we should do. As we're, you know, all my friends are heathens, Let, let's get into the heathen conversation. And every few months, every few months, this, this kind of subject comes up. It's not even that we don't deal with outsiders very well. We have a problem dealing with ourselves within our own belief system, with our own our own movement if we have to call it something it's like you know every time i want to call it a movement whether it be the freedom truth freedom truth whatever patriot movement whatever it be i'm tired of of the constant infighting again we got to talk about infighting i don't not going to get detail specific but people i know are fighting again i don't i don't get it I don't get why when when somebody just kind of is trying to live life, you know, trying to do their thing. You got to you got to poke them. And it's it's people I know, not personally. I've never met either one of these two characters. One I feel I'm very close with. It just drives me nuts. I don't know why we have to constantly swing back to this. Yeah, you know, we talked about that with the whole Alex Jones and Whatchamajigga. And this is not the same type of thing, but it's just... How many times are we going to change what we are? How many times are we going to try to re-spin what we are? 
what what you put out in the past is what you've put out in the past. You own up to what you put out in the past. You can't erase it. It doesn't go away. Never will. Deal with it. Just deal with it. And that's the most important thing that that I take from all this. You know, I've got some stuff out there that I probably don't want out there. But I got to deal with it. I've probably said stuff on shows in my, you know, four, what is it, almost four years now of doing this. Probably said stuff that I wish wasn't out there. And I it didn't prevent me from posting the show. I still posted the show. Now, I have not posted things that other people have asked me not to post. But I would never uh, um, edit myself. Because it's not going to, you know, what I what I said five years ago might not be what I am today. And we see that, with, you know, again, uh, I want to thank uh, Bubba Love Spun Show for the, the song. If you didn't get what I was saying before the last break, then you might be listening to the wrong show. You might be listening to the wrong show. Uh, what was I saying? Damn it, I just forgot myself what I was just saying. Uh, somebody remind me in the chat. Uh, swag, what, what was I just talking about? Because I, I know you just said uh, you know what I'm talking about. So what am I talking about? Because I, 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 I went off on that little thing and I forgot what I was talking about. So, and shouldn't ask anyone else to edit you. Oh, editing. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Swag. Appreciate it. Uh, I would never, um, I would never do that. You know, I, I, I put me out. If if you said this, this is what you said at one point in time. And and own it. Be it. So I, I guess it comes down to, a, that was not thunder. I, I swear to God, if, if we get a thunderstorm rolling through here and I get knocked off air again, because it's happened twice in the past couple weeks, and it never happened before that. Never did I get, I, I don't know if that's thunder I'm hearing rolling. Well, let, me, hold on, let me look out the window. What do we got going out there? No, it's still, it's still sunny outside. Okay, well that's good. Eventually, once I get another a newer computer, I'm gonna start doing some some video for you guys. You know, I want I want to get video there. Anyway, don't edit anybody. Don't ask to be edited. If you said something, own it. Uh, you know, don't 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 bother people. And that's what we preach in in our little movement. We preach. Leaving people be to do their thing. If somebody's not making money, I, 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 it just drives me nuts. Every time I hear of these these issues coming up, and they're usually began, the person that begins them is, is the least, the last person you would think would begin something like that. I mean, if somebody's stealing from you and, and, and using it as a profit, then by all means, you have the right to at least, you know, garnish some of that profit. I agree with that. But if it's for your own ego or for your own, your own uh, character, that is your character. Anything you've ever said, anything you've ever done. You know, I've got things in my past that are outstanding things that I've done, that, I, that I'm very proud of, that I wish I was still doing. But then there's also those things that you know, are kind of embarrassing, kind of 
Glad not many people know about them. Kind of wish they weren't there. I can't take that from the memories of the few that may know. That'll always be known by them. And that's the point. You can't take back what you were. It's kind of insulting with, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people out listening that know kind of what I'm speaking about. And and particularly. But again, it's something we've seen multiple times over the past, at least my, let me see, 09, what is it, 16. So five, six years I've been, you know, awake, paying attention, alert to the new world order, whatever you want, however you want to say, you know, I've seen multiple different occasions of this, this infighting, this attacking, whether it be from this one to this one, it just doesn't matter. Stop it. That's what I say every time this comes up. Just stop. Why would we just, we had a focus. So with that said, you guys know that I am a anti-vaccine vaccine. And that's kind of what pushed me away from Stein for a second there, because I had read that she was, and then she kind of backpedaled. Again, back to politics. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, California might be having some issues going on out there. A new state law on vaccinations is creating a backlog as students head back to school in the Bay Area. And on this first day of classes in Oakland, KPIX 5's Jessica Flores tells us hundreds of students were turned away. Students in Oakland classrooms welcomed in the new school year, while some kids started their day off on a high note. Others were forced to stay home. Oakland Unified School District says they turned away hundreds of students who failed to meet the state's new immunization requirements. We are intent on ensuring that we follow the law and our funding definitely comes um, through and making sure that we are compliant and uh, enforcing the expectations that the state has put out for us. Before the law, parents with personal beliefs against vaccines could opt out. But in Oakland, district officials say the majority of students without the proper immunization records come from families who just didn't know about the requirements. And that we have a lot of students who are English language learners into our city, so um, those students wouldn't have been in school in um, many times in our country at all, so they wouldn't have known as well. Amid the problems, Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf toured city schools today. You know, I'm so sorry that today was a frustrating day for so many families because of the new law requiring immunizations and vaccinations. Um, as mayor, I'm here to help the school district in any way we can get children into classrooms as quickly as possible. Oakland Unified School District has partnered with local clinics and Kaiser to help families meet the law and get immunized quickly. And then also um, those who might be um, um, getting insured through private health insurance, we're connecting them as well and making sure that they get um, their hand held all every step of the way to make sure those records get on, get on board. In Oakland, Jessica Flores, KPIX 5. Now, if parents used a personal belief exemption before the new law took effect, their children are grandfathered in for now. But as those kids start seventh grade, ah, for now, you're they safe. will need to have all their immunization shot. But once we decide you're not safe anymore, you're not. Uh, it's time to move out of California. Uh, I, I'm sorry for any of you who live in California. Uh, leave. You want sunshine? Come to Florida. It's beautiful in Florida. We need smart people like you. You know, I don't, I never understood why the Free State po- Project went to Virginia or no, Vermont. Norton, Vermont, right? Yeah, Vermont. I think it is. 
I, I never understood that. Why would you want to go make the free estate like cold and shitty? You know, let's go to Florida. Come here. Let's do the free state project here in Florida. We make a lot of money, we, and we can secede a lot easier because we got we can defend ourselves easier. Come on, let's do it. It's time is now. <laughs> New Hampshire, that's it. Thank you. Uh, New New Hampshire, is that right? New Hampshire, free state. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I missed the either a call or a contact. If you just try calling, yeah, New Hampshire. Thank you. I don't know. I'm stupid. You know. Uh, yeah, so I am taking calls. If anybody wants to call. Uh, Don, yourself, you're welcome to call. Uh, 941-421-0401 is the, uh, the call-in number. Remember, when you call in, if I have somebody live, I will. you'll be right there with them. So just sit tight. I'll come to you as soon as I get a second. Anyway, this, uh, this vaccination issue bothers me because I'm, uh, you know, anti-vaxxer. People would call me anti-vaxxer. I, I don't. I don't knock the science. I don't trust the people doing it. I don't think the necessity and the diseases that they make up, um, you know, or, or warrant 68 or 72 shots in my child by the age of four, six, whatever it be. That's something I have a problem with. Um, being forced into it, the first thing I would do is uh, definitely I would try to move out of the state. I would try to get away from there. I wouldn't want to uh, be part of that whole thing. It it wouldn't happen that way. I I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't do it. Um, Homeschool, whatever had to be done, that's what would be done. And that's how it would be handled. You know, something else I was reading about uh, today, and it really, it kind of ties into my chemtrail belief. I know a lot of people think that the chemtrail thing is, is crazy and there's no evidence to it and it's impossible to do. Um, today, the U.S. Air Force reveals a radical plan to bomb the sky to improve radio reception. Now, this is not through chemtrails, but this is something else. Well, another thing that we have believed was part of the uh, idea behind what they were doing is try to improve communication for military things, uh, different things like that. Now they're talking about putting satellites you know, up in the ionosphere and, and, and doing plasma explosions to send out barium strontium and different metals that are liquefied to allow for better communication i mean just something to think about here you know it's something to think about but while you think about that let's see what don's got how you doing don hey man not too bad i just thought i'd uh give you a holler and say hi i've never been on your show i've talked to you on other shows um, and I was actually listening to your stuff today. It's pretty profound stuff, man. I'm, I'm very impressed. I, I, you know what? I, I, I've, I've been really in this weird sense of, of thought recently, and and the way I'm looking at things, and 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 just the way I, I perceive life. It just, I'm happy in life. I love my life. I love my wife. I love my kid, my children, all my children, my grandchild, my my parents. I love, I love everybody around me, and I don't, I just don't understand why other people don't see that and why other people can't just love everybody around them you know even the people i hate i still love you know well, it's I mean, you're you're well you're you know you're light years ahead of people in that case because even within a, a movement like the freedom movement uh, where we should be 
a respectful of everybody else's opinion because that's the epitome of freedom uh and b not stepping on everybody else's toes to try to get your point across uh i'm seeing a lot of infighting i've been seeing a lot of infighting since i've been involved in it and it it, it's it it crops up and then it dies down and then it crops back up and it dies back down but especially when we get close to election cycles it gets worse because people get passionate and that's unfortunate well, and that goes to the story you saw, you know, I'm sure you saw it, and, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners probably saw it. You know, they were talking about how, uh, what happens when you and your spouse disagree on, on the election? You know, who, who, who do you want? Who does she want? Are you guys opposite of the, of the, of the party line there? And it, it is a true thing with society in general, and, and within our movement even, you know, cause I, I, I'm surprised with some of the people that are supporting Trump. That were Ron Paul or Gary Johnson or or Green Party type people who are like, no, we got we just got to elect Trump, and I'm so surprised by that. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to put it in perspective, uh, at least my perspective. Okay. When you say I have to vote for Trump because he's less evil than Hillary, um, that's like saying I've got to vote for Satan because Cthulhu can't win. Well, and keep in mind, I, I was really working that whole thing was off of parody. I mean, I'm really not going to go vote for Trump. <laughs> I, no, I, I promise no. that. I understand that, but I mean, the 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 how do I how do I articulate this adequately? The freedom has been growing. I've watched it grow. I've watched the Libertarian Party go from getting one percent of the vote to pulling down seven percent of the vote. Now they're pulling at twelve to fifteen percent of the vote. It's a process, guys. It's not a right now thing. We are growing and we are growing as a normal grassroots movement does. We're growing slowly. Once we get that critical mass though, step back because it's going to be a three party system and there's no way stop us now here's my here's my thing and i am sure you heard it if you've been listening um with johnson now with the support of the tpp uh he needs to either uh, um reevaluate how he made that statement or really lay down where he stands with that because listen i'm not for i'm not against trading with other countries but when we're no. talking about a document like this that that you can't support that no, absolutely, and and there's other problems too. I I particularly have a problem with his uh, vice presidential candidate being completely anti Second Amendment. I mean, I'm a big Second Amendment supporter. I'm a big all amendment supporter. But when any politician that is vying for a position of of authority in my country is against not given inalienable rights as written in the Constitution to define them and outline them for morons so that they can refer back to them. Uh, when they're against those things, I'm against that person. I really am not happy with the anti-Second Amendment sentiment of the vice presidential libertarian candidate. I am not. And that's part of my issue with, with Jill. But as uh, Jack had said to me, uh, you know, the, the Constitution is strong. And that's what I was kind of saying earlier. The Constitution sure. is strong enough. Uh, and, and without being completely illegal, which will you know draw up enough resistance, I would have to believe 
uh, although it's questionable in this day and age with the stupidity of the young people. But you get my point that, that in theory, the Constitution should be able to hold up on the Second Amendment thing. So even with Jill Stein, even with uh, the, the, the vice president who, I mean, really, you can have whatever whatever stance you have. What happens? You see more weapons sold. Look, at we've had record sales of, of, of weapons and ammunition for the past eight years, ever since Obama walked into office. So, well, here's our speed bump, though. Here's our big speed bump. Our that are up for leaving the court of the Supreme Court. And unfortunately, our system has been perverted to where the Supreme Court is actually legislating rather than ruling. They're not ruling on strength of whether or not something is constitutional. They are actually legislating from the bench. And you get uh, you get a Hillary Clinton in there, and God, I don't even know who Trump's uh, Supreme Court candidates would be, but you get someone like Hillary Clinton in there, and she or very strong voices on that Supreme Court, which are lifetime appointments, by the way, and all they have to do is rule in dissension against Second Amendment rights cases, and eventually you are literally legislated from the bench out of your amendment without it ever having changed in Congress or in Senate with a an actual constitutional uh, co- uh, constitutional Congress uh, a gathering where you have to go through a constitutional Congress gathering where 13 states or 14 states have to agree to have this gathering to talk about the amendment and then they all vote and it's got to be a three-quarter majority. And, and you know what happens then, Don? When when that type of thing happens, you have another civil war type situation. You have another secession situation, and that's yeah. where you know I'm glad I live in Florida at that point in time. And I'm glad I live in Texas at that point in time because yeah. we we have our own power grid. Eighty percent of all the petrochemicals that flow into the United States and are refined in the United States are refined right here in Texas. In fact, right here in my local city, uh, we have our own military. Uh, and we have our own, uh, well, let's put it this way, the Constitution of Texas, which still stands strong, requires that every male between the age of 16 and 61 have at all times access to a long gun and can be called up at any time to fight in the defense of the state of Texas. So we have a, a literal standing army of, of almost a billion people. Well, you know why I like living in Florida, though, Don? Because I live right off of Boca Grande, which is where all the elite live, and there's a lot of yachts that I could just steal and go where the fuck I want. <laughs> right, right. Be done with it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and again, there, there's advantages. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, Sean, I would really, really hope that we uh, a civil war. I really, really pray that we do not see another revolution happen because once we start down that path, it is not a pretty path. There's a lot of death. Even, uh, there's a lot of death and there's a lot of people that are going to die unnecessarily. Um, unfortunately, though, we have done exactly as our forefathers do- have done. We have appealed to our government. We have gone for redress of grievances. We have not been and ignored multiple times over multiple decades in fact and it's going to come to a point in time sooner than later i think that uh we're going to set aside trying to redress our grievances and take up arms against our own government and that's unfortunate that is truly unfortunate but i just say 
let them shoot first. We cannot lose the moral high ground. Well, don't say that because they already have. If you really want to get technical in the situation, I mean, look at the police shootings. Look at, yeah, yeah, look at. We've had Americans killed uh, overseas by the U.S. government. You know, with bombs from 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 drones. You know, so. Well, in order to sway public opinion, though, in order to maintain public opinion, Sean, it's got to have to be an active form of aggression against a large group of Americans on American soil, not just one family or 75 people. We're talking hundreds, if not thousands of people being aggressed against by the state. Once we attain the moral high ground by allowing them to attack us, the rest of the states, even even if it's only 3% of the if they follow us, if they if they come to our side because we retain moral high ground, we didn't shoot first, we didn't aggress, we are defending ourselves, right. uh, we are going to win. Because once you lose the moral high ground, once you sacrifice that moral high ground, you become radicalized and the vast majority of people will turn against you. And they will they will side with those who are wrong. That's the thing. That's what I'm getting at here. It's a psychology thing. And they won't call it ISIS. They'll call it ASIS, which is American uh, surgical assholes. Uh, I don't know. You get my point. I mean, I do. It, it, it's scary that that they'll keep developing these things and everything that we fight against now. Everything that 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 is is a threat to us now is something. <laughs> and, and this goes 15, 20 years ago. Is something that that our government either assisted in the development of or directly created. True, very true, and they're very good at it, too. They're, they've become experts at it. That's the, the, Their best job they can do is that. Well, they, they've, they've been doing it since before the uh, Civil War. If you know, if you want to know the truth, they've been doing it since the foundation of the the United States as a as a nation. They've been creating groups that uh, create strife and and false flags, as it were, to involve America in conflict. And um, after the War of eighteen twelve, and, and the War of eighteen twelve was a direct aggression, nothing more. Uh, the Canadians came down. They were they were. A- came down and they actually made it to Washington DC and they burned the White House. And we went to war with them over that and it was only Damn after- Canadians. Yeah, well, they're 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 now just basically an annex to the United States. Uh but uh after that war well, after hey, wait, we- is there even a United States, Don? Because we're kind of just, uh, you know, the building stone between the whole partnership. I know. They're they're really <laughs> Ever since we were kids, Sean, and you and I are about the same age. I might be a little older than you. A little bit, not uh, much though. Yeah, but since the since the 70s, things have radically changed because revisionist history has taken over in the schools and people have been indoctrinated and we no longer stand as a republic, but we are now a democracy. It's being taught that we're a democracy and we need to, you know, everybody gets 51 percent. They they sway the vote if it's 51 percent or more because we're a democracy. Fuck you. We're a republic. The last I heard is they, they don't start teaching until about uh, 18, 28, given that give or take in that range there. Uh, is what I've been hearing. Yeah, that's very true. It, that is very true. And it's unfortunate that we have an entire two, maybe three generations now that are completely indoctrinated to this idea that we're a democracy when we are absolutely not a democracy. Uh, in fact, the Founding Fathers stated very implicitly, democracy is the most evil form of government known to man. We're a, a constitutional republic that uses a democratic process to elect its officials. The only time you 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 which ind, which indicates of the people 
Now, uh, democrat democracy is is a is an idea where a majority of the people actually have rule. Mm-hmm. A democratic process is not a democracy; it's just a process right. uh, of the people. Res publicus. It's Latin. Um, now, hey, 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 don't call me strange names. <laughs> because, <Okay>. because <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> Uh-oh. Wait, Dom with a lisp. I don't know if I can deal with Dom with a lisp. <laughs> Dickus, my friend in in Rome is named Biggest Dickus. Uh, no, anyway, um, I love that movie. Uh, Life of Brian is awesome. But uh, we, are, we are not a democracy, but we utilize a de- democratic process. Yes, we are republic. The rule of many overriding the freedom of the one. It is the freedom of the one being the primary driving force behind our nation. Uh, as a matter of fact, up on um, my site and up on Radio Chaos, I'm running something called, uh, I, I, I recorded it. It's called uh, Collectivism versus Individualism, which basically all the different forms of government and breaks them down to the real brass tacks. Either you're a collectivist, you believe that the state should have ultimate power, or you're an individualist, you believe that the individual power and it actually goes through and explains how democracies and republics and you know levels of government how uh, 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 communism is the same as as a despotism etc etc it's really interesting it's only about a 40 minute piece but it's a great it's a great listen and what's your website again s it's shtf series all one word dot com and it's right there on the front page i just posted it not too long ago and it's actually the work of g edward griffin he wow, did I love him. 45 years of research went into this, and he had a company called Stop, and they distributed it for free on YouTube, and all I did was watch the videos and record them and then put them up on the stream and put them up on my site so everybody could have access to all the parts of it all at one time in one setting, and they wouldn't have to goof off with commercials on YouTube and all really worth a listen because it takes the republican and the democrat it takes the libertarian it takes all of that off the table and it gets down to the brass tacks individuals or collectives and yes swagger prince you were uh, right that is don pontius don pontius uh yeah, he can be found obviously on uh radio chaos dot live uh what's it sunday five to six or four to six it's sunday five to seven five to uh, seven Easter. And I'm still doing week in review from seven to ten. So, so you're matching in on both of them. Yeah, because Kevin uh, Kevin Harris is taking a break. He's taking care of personal business. But yes, it is me, Don Pontius, I've, of some helpful tips for series and in case of emergency. Yes, and I know a lot of people really don't like me. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I don't like you either. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've seen some of the tweets going out there. Uh, you heard my Twitter going off in the background. Uh, anyway, yeah. I wanted to uh, thank you for calling in, buddy. Uh, okay. keep going with what you're doing. Um, and, and I'm trying to bring more shows. So as you hear stuff, if, uh, if you know anybody mm-hmm. who needs some spot or anything, let me know. Yeah. Same here. If you hear anybody that, if you add anybody to your, uh, your lineup and they need a spot and let me know because I've got a wide open schedule. All right. Good deal. I will let them know and we'll just keep it rolling, brother. I appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Peace. Talk to you later. Peace. Don Pontius. Make sure you guys check him out. He is every Sunday. Very good. If, if you're trying to, you know, I've learned a lot of stuff off of him. You know, I've learned a whole lot off of uh, just listening to a show here and there. You know, it, it's it's really interesting. I remember when he first started with us, Lexi and I were listening. It was like the first show. And uh, it was, you know, they were still working on getting everything together and, and uh, getting the, the settings and the Sam right. 
and I just sat there listening, even though it was horrible audio, and it wasn't his fault. It was just, you know, still trying to dial it all in. This was three years ago, uh, and and I just I, I was mesmerized by what he had to talk about, and and how it showed that we can actually, you know, survive without them. We can do it on our own. I wish this would. I, I messed something up here earlier, and I can't get it to reload. Oh, there it is. I, I was. I've been watching a lot of comedy stuff recently. And I'm going to wrap the show up here very soon. It's already 36. Uh, I might wrap a little early because I went a whole hour the first. I'm almost, you know, an hour in here. So I, I want to play some audio that I've pulled up here, you know, and see. We talked about that. You know, I got that covered. Uh, I just want to see if there's anything I really didn't cover that, you know, I really felt was important to cover. And we talked about that. No more weed talk. Oh, you know, Okay. Let me let me let me reset my brain for a second here. You know, a matter of fact, what is it? Thirty six. Um, damn it! I don't have a quick break set. You know, I'm just going to play a song real fast, guys. You're going to deal with it. I'm sorry. I, let me find a good one though. Something good that you can listen to here. You guys listen to this for a moment. I'll be back with you. I got to go to the bathroom real fast. I got to grab another beer, and then we'll wrap the show up. I, I won't end early. I'll, I'll wrap it up with you. I just I need a moment. I, I just just give me a moment. I, ho- I hope you can deal with with me having a moment. It's just a moment. Generals masqueraded your doctor Pills become bullets then they poison your water A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter Two men in masks come for your wife and your daughter Whoa. Now what? Here they come for the guns And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns Time to run with no place to go Except Honduras with a man called Forto Jones Stolen bones and the disguised with robot drones Check the infrared radar for UFOs Silver and gold Behold the weather's control By genetically modified hybrid clones Built in bunkers with subjects under mind control Injected and observed in the combat zone Now come on It's the chemtrails guys It's the
federaljack.com. You're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. I just want to stay in the sun where I find I know it's hard sometimes Pieces of peace in the sun's peace of mind I know it's hard sometimes yeah, All right, I'm having a 21 Pilots, uh, you know, thing tonight. Welcome back to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. I want to thank Don. Make sure you guys check out his show on Sundays. You'll love it. Trust me, you'll learn a lot. I mean, you're not going to learn anything on this show. I can promise you that. I mean, sorry, that's just the way life is. I... I just tell you what I think. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm just telling you what I think. This is how I think. We got about, uh, let's see here. Let me think. We got about eh, 10, 15 minutes. If you want to call in, 941-421-0401. I'll watch the uh, skype later over here if you want to give me a call. If you want to share what, what you're thinking about, I'd be happy to talk to you for a few minutes. Maybe you can direct me in a direction I'm missing. I mean, I don't know everything. I don't know anything. I'm just, you know, kind of hanging in for the ride. Because that's what we all got to do. Or do we have to? I don't know. Do you know? (laughs) Anyway. Again, welcome back to First 52. It's still Tuesday, the 23rd of August. This month is almost over. I can't wait so it can kind of warm up or cool down here a little bit. It's been hot. It's Florida. I mean, I know it's hot. It's Florida. It's supposed to be hot. That's It's Florida. It's, you know, a little dick hanging down in the bottom of the United States there. I, I ride on a big dick. No, I'm just kidding. I, it's, I'm getting weird at the end of the show. I did have something I wanted to touch on. That's why I decided not to go. I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, Giuliani. That's what it was. I wanted to talk about Giuliani for a moment. And it looks like uh, after this, we I, I think, oh, Don, I forgot to ask him if he's doing uh, Man vs. Woman or Battle of Sexes. They've been doing that show 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. I don't know if uh, if it's lined up for tonight or not. Don, I, I apologize. I didn't even ask you. America's Wang. Yes, that is very true. Florida is America's Wang. I've always said that before. I said that the Jack once. I think he almost fell over. It was kind of funny. He was like, what? <clears throat> All right, so Giuliani made a, a an interesting statement. This was last week. I didn't really get to it last show because I was uh, kind of emotionally distraught. But it, it, it is kind of a funny statement. I know that's not really... Uh... Yes, Don will be doing solo tonight, 9 o'clock, uh, Battle of the Sexes. So any, uh, any opposite sex want to... Call in and, and uh, give him a ride. Give him a ride. Uh, so Giuliani said this this past week. I guess this was on the 16th this came out. By the way, under those eight years, before Obama came along, we didn't have any successful... Uh, I hate, you know, I hate the Internet sometimes. Hate it. It's a pain in the ass. It never wants to cooperate. It just freezes up where it feels it wants to, just for no reason at all. <laughs> Don said, free mustache rides. Man, you got more than a mustache going on on that face. I mean, Jesus, they could ride for hours. Just saying, Don. You know, 
Not for nothing. Why? Why? I hate when things don't feel like cooperating. Now, every once in a while, things go nice and smooth. Now I can't. It took too long to too long to reload. I mean, come on here. We are changed. What happened? Well, I'm on your website here. Is it getting hacked? Are you? Did you share something they don't want you to see yet again? Who knows? It won't load now. Giuliani won't say what he said. It cut it off before he could say it. He said that before uh, Obama took office, there was no radical Islamic terrorist attacks on the U.S. soil prior to, to Obama's time in office. Never to mind 9-11. Or is he admitting that 9-11 was, you know, actually a job orchestrated by the U.S. government that he knows about? Is that possible? Is that really maybe what's going on? Well, my friends... Obviously, I'm rambling, being stupid. I had a uh, another little video, a little, little comedy routine. You know, I did a lot of talking tonight. I didn't take too many breaks. All right. Check out Don after this. Uh, check out the Mixler guys after that or during that or back and forth. You know, just jog around wherever you want to be. Uh, I appreciate you joining me, as always. I mean, I would never, never not want to have you guys all here with me. Because I like talking to you. And maybe next week, you know, I've been trying to find a local guy who uh, who, who can come co-host with me. i got room to have somebody come sit with me. And I just want him local, though. I want somebody I can, you know, talk to, look at. Maybe I'll find it eventually. We'll have to the idiots are back. Goodbye, America. Hello, New York. And good night, you asshole. New York is in America. It's one of the most famous places in the world. How do you not know that? Just made some cornbread. Bone after the teeth. Okay. Bone after teeth? Ma'am, could you please explain what the fuck that means? It kind of sounds like bone appetit, but there's no way you meant that, because usually people say that when they're about to sit down and have a nice meal, but I don't know what the fuck this concoction is. You put a can of corn on top of four slices of fucking Wonder Bread and called it cornbread. That's not how fucking cooking works. By the way, I'm pretty much 100% certain that they serve this exact dish in prison. My birthday dinner to myself. Bone apple tea. Bone apple tea. Fucking strike two, internet. Can anyone spell this fucking phrase? Is it that hard? These people are spelling these words like how the dictionary spells the pronunciation. Like, just Google it if you don't know. It's okay. I'm finally 18. Do you understand how long I've waited for this? 18 fucking years, maybe? I don't, like, is that a trick question? Biggest dick award goes to my stepdad. What? Now, before I jump to conclusions, this girl could very well be calling her stepdad a dick and not talking about his actual dick, okay? Because stepdads are mean. You know, sometimes they don't let you go out and go to parties and drink beers and get finger blasted when you're 14 years old. I get it. You're not my dad, Jason. You're just a stepdad. I get it. So maybe she's just calling her stepdad a dick. Or, <laughs> or maybe this is like one of those pornos. And don't act like you have no idea what I'm talking about with the stepdad porn. Oh my god, I don't watch it. Yes, you do. We've all seen him, either by accident or on purpose. We've all seen him. The girl's like, oh, my mom won't be home. She's grocery shopping. She'll never know. And the stepdad's like, no, I can't. That would, okay. And then they start having sex, and in the middle of them having sex, the mom comes home with, like, the groceries. <gasps> she drops the groceries. She's appalled. But sometimes she joins in. I'm gonna shut up now. I gotta clear my browser history. Yo, I wanna get drunk and shave my balls. Do you know how dumb you have to be to do something like this?
Well, I do because it was fucking me. This tweet was like from 2012. I couldn't really tell you what was going through my mind or what was happening in my life that made me want to do something like that. Arguably one of the most dangerous things you can do. I can barely text when I'm drunk and I want to shave my balls. Thank God I didn't go through with it because I'm pretty confident that this whole region of my body, you can't see, but I'm pointing to my dick. This whole region would have looked like it was attacked by piranhas. I wish I had cancer so Justin Bieber would come to me, kiss me on my cheeks, hug me, and call me his girlfriend. No, it's fucking ridiculous, these kids. It's ridiculous. These people are out of control. Do you remember when Justin Bieber, like, changed his haircut and there was a bunch of little girls on Twitter, like, ready to cut their arms off at the wrists? What is this hair, Justin? This isn't you! And listen, I understand that when you're younger and you like someone, you become all fanatic about it or whatever, but wishing cancer on yourself is a bit much. Maybe just like wish for the flu or like a bad cough or something. When you want to eat this but you can't because you lactose and tall or rent? Wow, that was the worst fucking attempt I've ever seen. Clearly one of those kids' teachers told him just sound it out too many times because he took this to a whole new level. What does that even mean? Lactose or tall or what is it? Lactose and tall or rent. Like you don't have toast, you're not tall, and you don't have rent money. You're a broke dwarf. Or just a fucking idiot. The smell of his colon on my fingers. That is fucking disgusting. Fun fact, less than 0% of people have a nice smelling colon. Less than zero. In all likelihood, this girl was trying to spell cologne, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was sticking her index finger in this guy's ass, pulling it out and smelling it, and she was enjoying that like it was like a scratch and sniff sticker. But hey, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it, okay? Bone apple tea. Anyway, that's all for this week's video. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast. It's called The Basement Yard. It comes out every Monday on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I will see you guys next week. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense A weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through this world Always trying to prove That we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place it's time to blast off destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO of the unknown Please don't go
clear or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't have a luck back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait And hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum When the light shone from a past so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity Yeah. 
Yeah. 